Welcome back to One Talks, a podcast about the everyday experiences of living with type 1. I'm Lucy, and this is episode 2. This week, we return back to my conversation with Jen, Becky, and Michelle, and our discussion about guilt. Enjoy. You know, I think, like, I'd like to look at it through two lenses. There's the right now, and there's the maybe where I was five years ago, pre-really putting diabetes in, you know, the front seat. And five years ago, I'd say, Guilt is an emotion that I experienced very heavily every six months, right before and right after those endo appointments. Mm. Um, it, I think guilt manifests itself in anxiety. Guilt manifests itself in like avoidance behavior. Um, but you know, pre pre endo appointment, because so many people, you know, associate um, managing type one diabetes and, and and living with it with the A1C result. Mm -hmm. For us, the A1C is sometimes the gold standard. It is what, you know, what defines you as a good, a a bad diabetic. Um, But I think like, you know, post, post endo appointment, I would feel extreme guilt of, oh my gosh, I, what am I doing to myself? Why am I not prioritizing this? you know, and then I think if, if you look at your life as, as a plate, post-appointment, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty. I'm going to devote all this time and all this energy into my management. But then as, as life occurs, the plate gets smaller and smaller and more full and more and more full. And then, you know, a couple of months down the road, it's right back down there at the bottom. Is that something, do you think that you're, like, is that totally you feeling that way or is your clinic is your does that have anything to do with like your clinic appointments like what is it that makes like why do you feel that way i think it's, it's a reflection of the number at that point like i didn't have a great a1c you mm-hmm. know i like it's like i did had you define the... though what great was like that's what i'm trying to think like did someone else tell you what mm-hmm. what was good enough what was like good, good, said, good oh, enough that's you, an interesting you need yeah. to get this good down enough. um mm-hmm. Yes and no. I mean, I think it's very common knowledge what a good A1C is. Um, uh, my clinic has actually always been very, very supportive in the sense of like, you know, progression is progression, mm-hmm. making your way down there. Like I had A1Cs that were over 11 mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they were always very supportive. What can we do? How can we help? And, you know, I can tell you like with my eyes closed what I have to do one thing to know it's another thing to actually act upon it and you know perform those behaviors um yeah it's it's an internal battle you know Mm -hmm. call it diabetes burnout call it whatever you want but as an individual i had to find the motivation to to do it to make Mm -hmm. it worth Mm -hmm. it yeah when you mentioned the word guilt lucy like for me what came up mm, is shame or guilt because mm-hmm. I think that's the question you were getting at too mm-hmm. in terms of like I don't feel a lot of guilt in my diabetes life or um, I haven't had long periods of time where it was kind of in the background as much mm-hmm. um, in terms of the relationship that I have with my spouse too I can relate I don't 
even necessarily feel guilty for all the time it takes, but more just the peripheral pieces like how we have to eat exactly when I say we have to eat sometimes. You know, we have to like, okay, now we have to stop this activity that we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of how rigid sometimes life has Mm -hmm. to become when you don't deprioritize your diabetes. Mm -hmm. And so I don't feel a lot of guilt for deprioritizing my diabetes, but I feel maybe more like, shame or frustration around having to be such a wet blanket about things in order Mm -hmm. to put diabetes near the top Mm -hmm. and that doesn't feel good to always be like okay well it's i know everyone's having fun but it's 5 30 and i'm ready to like it's time to do my needle and like you know like yeah that kind of stuff um and then in terms of shame too like having a sibling my brother is a lot less assertive than i am and, and um no healthcare knowledge at all and so i remember one time like i often try to coach him over the phone before these like almighty endo appointments right yeah and so you know he travels to another city to go to do these appointments and mm-hmm. then he has to take time off work and all this stuff and I was home one time to do that with him and again at that time it was like sh- it's shame and that's that's more a part of the clinic it's like okay now get out your logbook and they were scrutinizing how he wrote the numbers in and like he should be writing them in a different way so that mm-hmm. the endo could better analyze and they were kind of really just giving mm-hmm. him the gears for every thing and mm-hmm. I'm like this mm-hmm. is so painful to watch like this is so unnecessary and you're Mm -hmm. like how can we facilitate people to as you say like have their own motivation like what can internally motivate this person to Mm -hmm. do better like there's no reason he he's trying to do poorly you're just Mm -hmm. really closing the door on him here yeah yeah picking the dog while it's down yeah 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 i think like when when you said the word guilt i thought of all the things that someone would expect me to say yeah and then I thought but I I don't actually feel that way at all and like if I were to look back on my life there's definitely things I regret Mm -hmm. but I don't feel guilty about them and I think like it comes from and something that I've seen like largely happen in people who are diagnosed young like an intense sense of independence and with that independence Mm -hmm. coming ownership Mm -hmm. and like by feeling that ownership over my diabetes it didn't leave a lot of room for me to feel guilty mm-hmm. because it was like I yeah. similar to like I probably everyone's stories like I took a long time off of diabetes mm-hmm. definitely and like went seven years without seeing a doctor and I, I did I had that like totally textbook like transition experience mm-hmm. and I I but I don't feel guilty about it because I made that choice and I there's certain things where like one day I might look back and regret it but then things would be so different. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like where things are at right now. And not to say it's not without the frustration and, and whatnot. But I think like so much of who I am is is di- like mm-hmm. diabetes is just it's a, it's it the same. The it, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Like it's part of my personality, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I so I haven't left room to feel guilty about mm-hmm. any of that. And I don't know if that's like a defense mechanism, but like No, I, I totally I, I totally get that. Yeah, and I, I like like some similar. of these like different words and when Becky said like and this is like a totally a tangent, but like that idea of like what is good enough. Yeah. It's like, oh that's so interesting, totally. Mm-hmm. Because we define that like enough piece. Yeah. Like someone might tell us what's yeah. good, but then you have the the like wiggle room to be like Enough. Enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, for yeah, me for as you. an individual, yeah. not as a number, not just as a statistic. Yeah, and like, what yeah. can be good enough for you to feel okay right now, considering the circumstances? Yeah, exactly. yeah. and yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah. it's super the good enough is definitely a big one. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I'm such a people pleaser. Like yeah. I am. So that's my brother. Three years later, it's me, and then I have three younger sisters, and. 
my brother's the only guy. And so he sort of exists in this little bubble in our family. But I am the oldest sister, and in lots of ways, I'm the oldest child. Mm -hmm. And I am so not, I'm so opposite to you, Becky, in the sense of it almost like kills me. Not that it doesn't, you're explaining that Mm -hmm. this affects you too, but it is almost impossible for me to say, okay, sorry guys, I gotta eat right now. Like I'm the classic, I hid this stuff for so long. And to this day, I really struggle with it. And Mm -hmm. we've been talking a lot about the idea of being pregnant and like we, you know, talked while you were pregnant. And that is where I think this idea of guilt is weighing on me a little Mm -hmm. bit. Because for so long, I have been 100% okay putting other people before my diabetes. Mm And that is the role that I've carved for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's also the way a lot of people see me. Mm -hmm. Like I will bend over backwards and it doesn't matter if I rearrange my entire schedule. Mm -hmm. I feel way better helping you out with Mm -hmm. this or whatever. Well, and it's interesting because even just listening to you talk, like I can tell you're like thinking about a potential pregnancy, like with like what, how diabetes is going to change you. Mm -hmm. But like, it would be interesting to have someone without diabetes here who like, I think of some of my friends who like have their list of all the things they can't eat, (laughs) which is like important, but like their lives also massively change. And so part of me is like, maybe it won't be that bad because yes, we have more to think about, but like, at least you're used to thinking about things. I think things. that's exactly. Right. At least have there's a sex. visible change in my yes. body where people are like, I get what's going yes. on. Yeah. I'm going to give you that seat on the TTC. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas with diabetes, we all know it's a little less. And vertigo, like you can't tell mm-hmm. if no. someone has vertigo. So that that's really interesting. Um, guilt, yes. Um, so you saying visible, dis- I don't want to call it disability, but like visible change. Uh, visible reason to, um, you know, be different. Like a to be a, a yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever feel guilty um, for having to ask for something? Probably not you, Jen. Um, <laughs> but having to ask for something like under different circumstances because of your diabetes. Like I was just in Europe, also three weeks, and um, I was at a museum, and I had actually asked. I went to the front of the line and there was a bunch of people in line to use the, um, the disability washroom and I was having a low blood sugar and I, I did not feel comfortable in the outside environment and I actually asked, excuse me, I have a disability, I, can I please use the washroom? Mm-hmm. Um, that made me feel very uncomfortable, very anxious at the time, but it, it's something that I'm like, I have to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys ever experience guilt like in, I guess, advocating mm-hmm. for yourself maybe not in uh, public ways but sometimes more with certain relationships with like when you were talking about your in-laws and it's not it just I feel the the guilt of like disappointing or the misunderstanding or being or being offensive in my request you know like when people are offering you food and it's like this is 300 carbs like grandma (laughs) (laughs) like I, I, I like very low carbs so how like that's kind of those dynamics where I have mm-hmm. to ask, like, or you know, I'm here visiting my brother-in-law right now, and they and they kind of know this about me. 
but they don't know enough to, to know that it's actually okay. But they're like, what kind of food do you need? What time do you need? To, like, they're kind of going yeah. above and beyond, and it kind of makes for an awkward... Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Do you know? Like, yeah. they're trying... Yeah, and it's so good. It's so wonderful that they care, but it, again, it, it puts this layer on where you're like, I'm just... Do you have food in your house? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll make just like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And worst case, I'll For go sure. to the grocery store yeah. myself. Yeah. Like, and yeah. can you can you eat this? Can yeah. you eat that? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. teeth. We'll travel. Like I can. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like a really interesting concept that I think I've seen like come up over and over again. And it's, um, actually like the probably the example that I've like seen most directly of this happening is with glucagon mm-hmm. and I had this experience once mm-hmm. where I was guiding a canoe trip I had met my co-guide the night before we went out on a trip and I we like go through this process of just like kind of getting to know the other mm-hmm. guy before you go out and and there was like an other question and so I said well other what you should know is I have type 1 diabetes um everything's going to be totally fine but I do carry glucagon and I can show you how to use it it's like the EpiPen for diabetes and he he was like, oh my gosh, this is like really serious. And I said, no, 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 it's like not that serious. It's not a big deal. So we like had a conversation about it, but it was pretty relaxed. And then the next day, before we went out, I like brought my glucagon and I was like, hey, do you want me to show you how to use it? And he said, nah, that's okay. Yeah. And I was like offended a bit. Yeah. But then I realized that like it was, it, I was the one causing that because I had told him it's not a big deal. Right. And it's a hard conversation I think with like in-laws mm-hmm. is similar and even with like my own family and mm-hmm. friends like they want to know inform- they they want to know how to help you but you want to show that you don't need help mm-hmm. but actually you do mm-hmm. and they can tell that and they're trying to like hit this balance yeah. of like what's yeah. the appropriate amount to ask like like, like yeah. yeah like like yeah. Becky said like I can eat anything in the house but then I gave her this meal and she acted like she couldn't yes, eat it exactly so did I not ask the right questions yeah, or it's exactly. that is like an interesting thing to to tackle and I think that glucagon example is the one time when I was like mm-hmm. I was like oh my gosh I told you mm-hmm. it's not a big deal but now I'm telling you I could die yeah mm-hmm. and then when you say you said it's not you a big deal. I don't want to learn. I got offended Friend by it. it. Sure. Yeah. But like how, yeah. I, I don't know the best way to navigate those conversations, but it's, I think that's a, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. I think that plays a lot into my, yeah, my weird psyche of just wanting to appear strong all the time. Yes. I definitely have that yeah. about me. Yeah. And I feel like partly that's a result of diabetes mm-hmm. because Super when I was complex. diagnosed, yeah, and it was like, <laughs> I remember how proud I felt because I was 10 and right away I did essentially everything on my own. Of course, my parents were, in hindsight, I can say, they were (laughs) lurking behind me. But to my little 10-year-old brain, I was very, very independent. Mm -hmm. And the nurses said, oh, you're so independent. And I remember my endocrinologist Mm -hmm. was like, wow, not all 10-year-olds, right? So it was like right away, Mm -hmm. this is a sign of your strength. And these are signs of your weakness. And I feel like I downplay so many things, but then I almost get a little bit, not resentful, but I'm like, okay, wait, did I communicate that properly to Mm -hmm. you? Because I don't want to be somebody that people are like, oh, you know, she she came and she was complaining about this Mm -hmm. thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Anyways, if anyone wants to... Well, the last thing I would say, the trick about that is to... It's not necessarily about guilt, it's about control in a weird way. So in terms of like this example about food again, 
if I were to say to someone, like, and I did, I was like, okay, well, it's helpful if I have, like, fresh vegetables around, um, this or that, okay, great, but then they might see me, like, go and eat ice cream later, and they're like, what gives? Yeah. Yeah. You know? You're so that's the thing where, like, I don't actually want to, yeah. I don't really want to have to tell people the playbook that I use because I don't want it held against me in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's an yeah. interesting yeah. way. Because totally I don't play it. by a playbook. It's like, yeah. okay, if I'm going to have a high blood sugar today, it's not going to be because of this thing that I don't want to eat. Yes. It's going to be because it's going to have to be good. Yeah. So if you give me a whole bunch of stuff it. that I don't want to eat, like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'd like to not eat that, yeah. but I might like to eat something else later and I don't want you to judge me for that. Yeah. yeah. Which, how confusing must mm-hmm. that be? Yeah. To how can someone like, totally. yeah. like, so then you're just like, yeah. I can eat everything, whatever. Yeah. 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 Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the easiest thing to say. Don't yeah. think don't think about it. Don't think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And and I think yeah, well it, you you then start to realize like how lucky we all are with like the ingrained knowledge of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. even when you probably see like lots of fresh like fruits and vegetables, yeah. well like a pineapple and is a mango. probably like, not <laughs> like that doesn't count. No. Except for the one that has If it's a bright like, color. I'm like, okay, could you get me a cucumber and a tomato? And they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Really, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. And I married into an Italian family. Oh, and no. I just <laughs> All of the carbs. <laughs> All of the carbs. All of the carbs. Yeah. And it's been a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. Just learning how to eat like an Italian for a non type 1 diabetic is enough of a learning curve. But then learning to, yeah, because it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And learning to know when, okay, tonight's fine. Yeah. 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 It's Christmas Eve. That's right. Please remember we are not medical professionals. Always talk to your healthcare team about your diabetes. One Talks is sponsored by Novo Nordisk and brought to you by The One Club in collaboration with Connected Emotion. All episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course through www.onetalkspodcast.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode all about the word comfort.